Coach's Corner with Kelly and Landry, bringing you views and ideas from the coach's perspective. And welcome back to Coach's Corner, everyone. I'm your host, Coach Kelly, alongside with my co-host, Coach Landry. Landry, I understand that you have a um, hypothetical basketball question that you would like to start off with. I have no idea what this question is when he told me this. I asked so, what the question was, and he said, I just want you to be on your toes about it. I just want so let's hear I, it. I think it'll be fun if we start out each. I'm going to start out each episode with a hypothetical to spark a little conversation. Okay. Um, here's the first one. It's pretty, you know, pretty generic. Okay. Would you rather late game situation? Ooh, would you rather? I yeah. love would you rather. Yeah. Late game situation. Would you rather be up one and guarding or down one with the ball? Like last shot kind of deal. Down one with the ball. You'd rather be down one with do the ball. Do I have the ball or do, or am I or am I, am I coaching or am I playing? Sure. It's just a preference thing. I don't I don't know. If I'm playing, I want the ball. Okay, you're coaching. Ooh, that's tough. Depends on depends on it really does depend on um your team. My team. Yeah. Am I a defensive team? My you know, an offensive team. Obviously, you always do want to be up, okay? But if you are a weak defensive team, I you know. Um, but even if you are a weak defensive team, there's still a chance they're going to miss, and depends on how what what You're box out. Depends on second chance. It depends on how depends on how much time is on the clock. Depends on um, you know all these different scenarios. I can go ahead. Um, I don't know. What I would you it, say? I think it depends if I'm on the road or uh, at home. Interesting. Um, I think I'd rather. I think it's it's. You're right. You'd rather. You, what type of team you have? Um, and I also think it depends on you know. Do you have a good point guard? Do you have Do you have a a play like if I have a go to play that we practice all the time? Late game hit like a late game hitter, which most coaches should have. You know, I've seen it both ways. I've seen it go both ways, where a late game hitter works, and then a late game hitter just absolutely just is awful. Um, I'm going to go with, I'd rather, I'd rather be on defense up one on defense. I mean, you can't go wrong with that. You have the lead, have um, the lead up one. We're going to guard. We're going to guard. I love my teams. I love teams that can guard. All you're going to do is you once, once, one stop, you got to rebound. No second and third chance opportunities. I'd love, I'd actually love to see the statistics on that on you know, late game situations, how often do you see a game like the game winners? Like if you're up one and they come down and hit a game winner or a tip in or something like that. Or get to the foul line and make two free throws and they go up one. I uh, count that as a game winner. So your final answer is you're going to go with? Defense. 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 Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We're going to get a stop. Big stop. Big stop. Hey. I... All right. So um, next one, next one, we'll have uh, we'll have more. We'll go more in depth on these. Uh, would you rather type? Things. Okay, I got you. Um, all right, so uh, that was a good one, though. Um, topic we have for you guys today um, from you guys that are familiar. So what has been going on? I think in the last, um, and we've talked about this before. I myself was a transfer, played college basketball. One year rental. I played. I played college basketball. Um, Went went to college out of right, right out of high school. Obviously, played college basketball. Transferred. Okay, um, so I am one of those people that was in the transfer portal. 
Um, and I know we talked about this a few times on a different episode. Like, what do we recruit those kind of kids, transfers, you know, mm-hmm. in different situations. But now they have come out because it's increased in the last couple of years. Like, it, transfers have been going it's up ridiculous. and up. Like, each year it gets way more. And and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and say that's part – It's people just say, oh, it must have been bad coaching. It, it's to blame on the kid as well. No, it We're is. not doing his research on the school and – but there are instances that you can't control, which is what we're going to talk so, about with this new rule coming So out. that is the new topic. It's the rule that um, it has not been passed yet, but in 2021 is expected to be passed where, um, so I'll just state this for people that don't know, when you transfer from one college, um, unless there's a certain um, instance that NCAA will allow you to play immediately at that new school, if you transfer from, um, let's say, a Division One school to another Division One school, um, unless, like I said, you're a grad transfer or something like that, where there are, um, you know, instances where it happens, you have to sit out a year. You cannot play immediately when you get to that new school. So um, unless, like I did, I went down a level. I was able to play immediately, okay? But if you go from Division One to Division One, you cannot play immediately majority of the time, okay? And in 2021, it said that it's going to be passed where all transfers will now be able to play immediately once they get to that new school for that next season. Um, is this good for NCAA basketball? Is this good for the game of basketball in general? And uh, we got, you know, Mac McClung, who um, w- was at Georgetown, um, transferred this past season to Texas Tech and just got his waiver that he will be able to play immediately, which I think is great. Um, I think it's great. I, I expect You'd be on the other side of this. Okay. What uh, you might actually agree for once. What is this good for college basketball? Is this good for basketball in general? Go. Uh, so I, I look at it from two standpoints. I look at it from, and this is what people argue all the time, and I actually agree. Why is it okay for these coaches, coaches yep. to just bail out? Yep. You know, and there's no penalty. They want, and there's no penalty because you know them. you know what they're doing is I'm agreeing with that they are. Most of the time when they leave, they're doing what? They are bettering themselves, going to a better college, going to a better position, maybe better money. Kids sometimes, they want to better themselves too. They want to go to a college where they're going to get more playing time. They want to go to a college where mm-hmm. maybe they're going to play for a coach that they've always wanted to play for. Um, along those lines, and the kids are being punished, and the coaches have always had the opportunity to just go right away and coach and do – those things. So, so it's not even they're being punished, but it's it goes back to, and I think it's going to help the NCAA. They're they're so controlled, like they're so like have so much. They're powerless in, in with regards to what they can do, what rules they have to follow. I mean, the NCAA has so many rules, and so many of them are just so dumb. Um, so you're going to penalize a kid because he wants to go to a different school. Because maybe he doesn't like the coach. Maybe the coach left. Maybe you know he doesn't have. He didn't like the guys on the team. Maybe he didn't like the university academic standpoint. Um, so that's my first part. My second part is: Is it going to cause more and more transfers? I, I was uh, that was going to be part of my stuff. I think the only down the, the only downfall to this is it will because there are some kids that do want to transfer and but they don't want a year of eligibility taken away from them and that i think um 
discourages some kids from leaving. So with this new rule, I think you're going to see an even more uh, skyrocketed number of kids transferring from all divisions. I, I agree. That's, that's, the, that's my only thing that I'm like hesitant about. Um, because so what do you do if kids just decide, okay, it's halfway through the year at the break, you know, I want to leave. And you know what? Are they you know what? Play right I, I can talk about this from experience. I think that's sending kids the wrong message too. Just in just in this, just to give up. Well, that just in this, yeah, um, area. Let's say you're a freshman, you don't play as much as you want to. Um, it's teaching these kids to uh, right away um, bail out. Throw the and, towel and you know what? in. And, and you know what? That babies. that's honestly, I don't. I I hate to talk about it. I um I don't like talking about it at all. You know that when people bring it up. Um, I try to change the conversation very quickly. I do not like talking about it. I've talked about it before just to to some kids, um, just to let them know. Like, from my experience, this is – this. I made the mistake. It's probably my only regret in life, and I don't like talking about it, is when I left, is when I left Liberty because I left Liberty. Um, I was getting, as a sophomore, uh, 10 or 12 minutes a game. And guess what? I was selfish. I did not like that. What did I do? I left. But I left – there were a lot of positives into leaving. I left. I got to go play. Um, my my dream was to always play Division One. I. I did that. Okay. I went to go play at another level where I got to play a ton. Um, I got to play with you for for two years. That to me, you know. So there's a lot of positives that came out in it. So I think maybe, I don't know. Um, would I have gotten hurt if I left? I, that's the other thing. I don't know. Maybe I wouldn't have torn my ACL if I didn't left. Maybe I definitely think I would have. Um, but I mean, I was then, as I think about it, when I get older, I was a 20 year old that made, um, you know, a selfish decision. It was my decision and I own it. Um, but then I look back on it. What was, is it something that I would change? I probably, I, pro I love the way that my, besides getting injured, I love the way that my career ended. Um, and, uh, so I, I think from, from experience, I can say, I think the only other downfall besides you're going to get a rise in this you're going to allow kids to kind of just throw in the towel a little easier um, when they can work harder and maybe, but I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see. We'll have to see how that kind of um, progresses. When, if it said this is going to be implemented in 2021, but if it gets there. So I, I, I just look at it from a standpoint that it, I don't, I, I really don't know if it's going to be good for college basketball or bad. I think it'll, I just think the NCAA has so many rules that they need to change a little bit. Um, these kids are so bogged down and tied down once they go somewhere that it, it just ruins them. But at the same time, like you said, if you're not playing as a freshman, okay, there's only so many freshmen that are going to start and play. It's the five-star recruits. It's, the, you know, that it comes back to when you're getting recruited at a high school, do your research. Like, yeah. And you know what bothers me? And it, I don't, it, it happens in so many. It probably happens in football and, and all these other sports, but especially in basketball. These these schools they just offer these lower level, not like the Dukes or the Kentuckys, but these lower level D ones. They just throw out offers. They'll see a kid play on a Friday night, and then offer them that Saturday morning. Like why? What is that? I don't understand the reasoning for that. That uh, that's not how I would operate, but everyone operates differently. It works for different people, of course. But 
I think, and then these kids, they don't do their research. They're misled by these AAU coaches. They're misled by their parents because their parents don't know what they're talking about. And they end up making decisions and they end up regretting it. Then they transfer. I know a kid. I don't know a kid. I know of a kid. You know a guy. I, I know of a guy. All right. Listen to this. I'm here. Went D1. Yeah. Was freshman of the year in the conference. Okay. Okay. Transferred. Transferred to a little bit better, all right, of a, of a D1, but not like, whoa. It was probably like a step up. Okay. All right. Played a year. Transferred again. Sat out to a school about even in the same conference. So what does that tell you? Either the kid has problems. Probably the, just the kid has problems. Okay. So, but you just got to do your research. I agree. You got to be happy where you're at. But I also think, see, I think that's the other thing. If you are unhappy, if you are truly unhappy and you just want to play the game, which, again, I can speak from experience. I just wanted to play. I just wanted to I wanted to be me again. I wanted to. Um, but then there's part of me that's like, man, you like the only part of me that was selfish. It was like that. Felt so I was like, man, you know how many people would give to be a division one player playing 10 to 12 minutes a game as a sophomore. Um, but mm-hmm. yep. you know what? It, at the end of the day, I just wanted to be happy. Um, there went through a time where I wasn't, I wasn't happy playing the game, and um, I finally got back to that place eventually. Um, and uh, so th- it's hard for me to, you know, say bad things about it because I, I'm, that's the reason why I'm also supportive of this. Um, if this, if it gets implemented, just go where you're going to be happy. If you think you're going to be happy somewhere else, and this is the game that you love, like 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 me. Go, you need to go be happy. You get four years to do this. You get one shot to do it. You get one time to be a college athlete at any level. You need to go be happy. Um, and that's why you thought, you, I don't know why you thought I wasn't going to be in support of it. Just because if this is something that you love to do, you need to go find where you're going to be happy. If it's not the first place you go, go find where you're going to be happy and go play there and kill it. Yeah, it's harder. It's uh, easier said than done. Agreed. Because uh, a problem with a lot of these kids nowadays is... Instant gratification. Instant gratification. And do they really love it? Like, if it's uh, like if it's not D1 and it's like D2 or D3, do they love it? Well, I wrote a... Uh, it's interesting you say that. I wrote, when I used to write on my blog, uh, I wrote several, um, probably about uh, before I stopped doing it. It was up there. I wrote, I wrote a lot. Um when I had my little blog site, I wrote a piece about uh, Division Three athletes and how much you really have to love the game to be a Division Three athlete because what are you playing for? You're not on scholarship. You're paying. What do you mean, what are you playing for? I'm playing for the same thing a Division One player plays for. I'm saying a Division Three athlete, my argument was you must really love the game. You're not on scholarship. You are not playing for... Um, a big time division one program where you're getting a lot of recognition. You're not, you're not doing, you're not at a big school. Um, I, the division three school that we were at Landry didn't have fraternities, didn't have football, didn't have this and that. Um, you missed out on a lot of, of things that big, bigger. So that's my point. You must really love what you do to go to a smaller school like that, to be able to play. Because like I said, you only have four years to do this. You get one shot, you get one time and, you are missing 
Okay, uh, let's see. Uh, big college parties. You're missing fraternities. You're missing out on Saturday football games, doing stuff like that. You're missing out on a lot of that. You're not on scholarship. You're paying to play the game. You are paying to play the game, get an education and play the game, correct? And it's not like you're going, uh, how many you know Division three athletes end up going pro? It's not Duncan like... Duncan Robinson. Okay, uh, out of... Duncan Robinson. Okay, thank you. Um, and I'm sure there's a few more, right? But I'm saying statistically wise, like Justin Valley, you have to, you have to be able to recognize that was my argument. Okay, I, I get it. I'm agreeing with you. Um, but but back to the the college the transfer thing. There's already so many kids in the transfer portal. Uh, it skyrockets I, more each year. I don't know how. I mean, it's got to be an issue for the NCAA. How do you get these kids not to transfer as much? I think I think that's what they were trying to do with this original rule. And now kids are just saying, you know, screw it. I don't even care. So now the NCAA's backs are against the wall and they're saying, wow, like we're going to penalize them losing a year and they still don't care. They still are putting themselves in the transfer portal to miss out on a year and still go play at this other school. It's it, it's they, they think they're going to play and they get on campus and they don't play. And then they're like, oh, well, I'll just transfer. I'll go to one of those schools that uh, recruited me, the other schools. Well, yeah. The same thing's going to happen when you get there. Yep. Just why don't you just work hard, you know? I agree to that, yeah. But uh, college basketball is upon us. It's the month of November. Who Have you have you heard about anyone? Who's you know what I'm really going to miss is I don't, I don't think they're going to have it again this year is uh, – um, the uh, March Madness. No. no. The uh, I forget what the official name for it is, so it's making me really mad right now, but it's the 24-hour oh, basketball yeah, yeah, yeah. right around Thanksgiving-ish time. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, I don't think they're having it again this year. Um, which, yeah, uh, it's always fun. I, I've, I've, I've been able to stay up maybe once or twice to watch, um, watch games. Yeah. But then when you get to like one or two in the morning, it's those crappy teams out West, like Hawaii and all them. And Uh, well, Gonzaga was on there one year. That's why I stayed up Pacific. That's why I stayed up to watch it. Um, um, so let me ask you this. Who are your, who do you like this year? You heard of anyone? Have I heard of anyone? I'm like, have you heard of any teams that like you think are going to be solid? (laughs) I don't know. That's a, how's that a dumb question? It's it's not a dumb question, but you were acting like, you know, have I heard of someone new? Yeah, have you, have you did, heard of anyone they, that's going to be good? Did they invent new colleges this year? They could have. Did they? Are there are there new colleges competing that I didn't know of? They I have not be. heard of anybody new, no. I like, and I'm going to call it right now. I think there were a lot of, um, just continuing from last year, I, I hope, like, there were a lot of teams last year that were on the verge of having a great season they were having a great season on the verge of making the NCAA tournament for the first time in ages. And then the pandemic happened. Right. So I'm hoping that some of those teams can do that again this year and make it to March madness just to kind of make up for, you know, and then there's teams like North Carolina who caught a break, right. They weren't going to by far make the NCAA tournament. Um, yeah, North Carolina was pretty trash yeah. last year. So I, I th- I'm, I'm rooting for, I'm rooting for the, uh, a lot of the mid majors like I do every year, um, to kind of make stabs at it. And um, I think Michigan State. Do you think the transferring hurts mid majors? 
I think it does. Yeah, because if you get a guy that has one good year um, yeah. and he feels like he wants to go up, you know, uh, a la um, Seth Curry, um, who played where I played at, at Liberty, Liberty University. Okay, he was there um, for his freshman year, and then uh, everybody knows that he went to Duke, right? Um, sat out at Duke his sophomore year. That was the year that Duke won the national championship, the year he sat out, and then he played there as a junior and a senior. Um so you will get that. I think it's going to hurt the mid-majors. Yeah, you will, you, you're definitely going to get that. You're going to get guys that have breakout years. But, see, then you're going to have guys that are loyal. Like, you have, you're going to have guys that want to do it where they're at. Let's go to the tournament where we're at. Let's do it here. Let's do it together. So I hope, I hope we can just get through. That, I'm not Sorry, even, I was drinking a little no, water. I'm, just, I'm, worried, I'm worried about get, just getting through it. I'm worried about getting through this high school season. Um, with with the this pandemic stuff going on, and I'm worried about you know. Dude, they don't the, care. High school and college, they could give they could give a crap about basketball right now. As long as football makes it through it, because football's king, they they don't really care. And that's the problem. Do uh, but I, I'm calling. I, I think Wisconsin's going to be really good this year. I okay. love Wisconsin. We'll watch for them. All senior, a bunch of seniors, bunch of hoopers, man. Uh, I think they're going to be good. I think the I think the Big Ten's going to be good. I'd like to see what the ACC is going to look like. Pac-12 is probably going to be crappy again. It's not what Bill Walton thinks. Yeah, Bill Walton's the best. If you listen to Bill Walton, he's the best announcer in the country. I didn't say that. Play by play. I just think Bill he, Walton's I didn't. The best. I didn't. I did not say that. He just thinks that the Pac-12 is the best conference every year. Um, he's a big Pac-12 guy. I think he's the best announcer in the. In do the country. you have a? Do you have a? Uh, or would you rather for the end of the show, or are you just going to do them at the at the beginning? Would you like me to do one? I have no, one right we can now. save them. No, I, I could do one right sure. now. Sure, to, to end the show, go ahead. Okay. And this is actually a really good one. All right. All right, another late game uh, scenario. All right, for you. Late game. Okay. Shot goes up, you're on defense. Time's winding down, all right? Okay. Tied, tied game, or you're down one, okay? You get the ball, get the rebound. Are you calling a timeout or are you letting them play it out? This is a big one because you always see, so oh I'm my coaching. God. You, yeah, you're coaching. Okay. Oh my God, he had one timeout left. Why didn't he use it? Or why didn't he just use that timeout? Once again, it depends on the team that I have. If they are smart enough and they're a veteran team, then I'm probably, and there's enough time on the clock, and I can relay the message to them without, if we get it and there's 10 seconds left, we know what the deal is, okay? Um, or like 15 or 20. And we get in the half court, and then maybe I'm going to let him get it across half court, and then see. And then if it, you know gets to like eight, I'm calling a timeout. Maybe ten. Like if there's fifteen, we get across or whatever. See, that's that's where it's tough. I, I think they're already in a rhythm. You're going to call a timeout to where now. That's the, why I said it depends on the clock. To now where the defense can set up. They well, can if, put, if, if they we've can already if we if we've already brought it across half court and we've worked it around and we didn't get anything right away, I'm going to call timeout and set up a... Do you think you got two minutes left on the clock? And set up a last play. I, I think it comes back to something you have to do in practice over and over. I think it's also... No, I also... I coach from my gut. I, it, I it's, agree. It's also, a it's also game-like feel. A game-like feel. Um, and it just for me, it's, it's all about instinct and from my gut. If I can truly feel in my heart and in my gut, we need to call a timeout. Um, or like if uh, <laughs> this has happened before, if it gets in the wrong person's hands, right? Yeah. And uh, there's seven seconds left. I need to call a timeout before a turnover happens. 
um, and let's set up a play. So there, it's different scenarios, there's maybe. Always, there's always that one guy. Yeah, there's different. There's different scenarios, maybe, where that's going to happen. I so so in my in my mind, um, and it happened. I'm thinking of one game that I played at. In, um, we got the rebound, and I looked over, and we had a we had a play called side, like your thumb to the side, and no need to call a timeout. Just looked at me side. Everyone looked, called it out, and we ran it. Uh, so I, I think. So, as a, as a college coach, I look at it this way. If you call a timeout and I'm on defense, I'm thinking of when I was scouting, if I had to scout, I'm thinking of every possible quick hitter that you have run that I've watched on tape for countless hours. I'm thinking and, and just throwing it out there. Watch the flares. Watch the hammer screens. Watch the uh, you know pick and roll. Watch the slips. Stuff like that. But if you're in the middle of a game and you let them play, it, it's hard. It's hard as a coach on defense to, to I be agree. calling stuff out on the fly. It's easier to call a timeout. So I, I, I agree gut is big. But, um, yeah, that was my other hypothetical. I'm going to go with let them play unless we absolutely – If I, I think it all relies on my point guard. Of course, if I 100%. have a great, unbelievable point guard that I Who trust, good I'm, decisions. Let, I'm yep. letting him play. 100%. I'm letting him play it out. He's got to make. He's got to make the good. If he makes good, if you have a point guard that makes the right and good mm-hmm. decisions, it's, yep. it's a game changer. Exactly. Yeah. So. All right. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, we are very excited about you know to keep doing this. If you want to go follow us, follow us on Instagram at Coach's Corner Pod. And once again, you guys can follow us uh, and subscribe to us and leave us a review on. Uh, on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or any major, um, any major platform. Again, our Instagram is at Coaches Corner Pod. Go like us. Go check us out. Um, leave us comments and questions. Any concerns you may have. I know a lot of our, uh, a lot of my students are now getting a little more involved and talking to me about it every day. So very excited for that. Thank you guys who have been doing that and giving us a lot of, uh, um, you know, subscriptions and uh, and reviews. We appreciate that. Thank you very much. All right, we will see you guys next episode.